You are listening to The Quest for 100, a discussion on everything you never knew you wanted to know. And now your hosts, Justin and Brian. Hi, folks. Uh-huh. <laughs> Welcome in to The Quest, The Quest for 100. We are back from a big old break here. And uh, I'm here with my, my partner in crime, Brian. Hey, Justin. What is going on, Brian? How you doing? I'm glad I'm not actually in the room with Mickey Mouse. Yeah, um, and I'm glad I totally butchered that impression. <laughs> I think the I think the intro music was loud enough that okay, good. people Maybe really did. Yeah. I did not practice that at all. I just was like, it, when you said I had the intro today, I just was like, you know what? I'm going to just go for it, and I'm sorry to all of you. Uh, had to listen to that but uh here we are <laughs> here we are in a special episode of disney theme parks oh, man. this one's a cool one yeah we've got 33 special episodes for you yep 33 and more on, on our road to 100 yeah well uh for for those of you who are new and i know there will be some new listeners here so for those of you who are new this is our weekly podcast called The Quest for 100, where every week we just talk about a random topic. We do some news on that topic. We drop some knowledge and history with stats. And then we do some fun friendship tests and debates. And uh, sometimes it gets pretty heated. So I'm curious how how this one will go. But there's so much to this topic, Brian. I'm I'm just ready to to do this yeah and we don't want to forget that we always want to hear from the listeners we want to know what you guys want us to research and look into and debate and everything so you can follow us on twitter at the quest for 100 facebook at quest for 100 podcast and instagram at quest for 100 podcast and always as always subscribe to us on apple and google podcasts among yeah. other places I, we're on spotify and all. anywhere you get your your uh, fill of podcasts we're there yeah guaranteed yeah so what have you what what were you up to since the last time we we saw each other well i was on a two week recruiting trip for the podcast brian <laughs> <laughs> oh uh, did you expense expense that I, trip? I should. I should. We got to get our corporate card up and running here. Yeah. Um, <laughs> no, uh, so I went back, actually um, did two weeks vacation. So you, you you fans were lucky enough to get our content. We pre-recorded some of that just to keep it going. But um, been gone for two weeks. I did a week in Orlando, Florida. Okay. Which okay. is very relevant as I visited a Disney theme park. And we'll have some uh, stuff for that. Um, but did that with my family. There was about 22 of us total. About, I want to say, 11 nieces and nephews. And we did um, we did one day in Disney, one day in Universal Studios. And, and then just, like, hung out with family the rest of the day. Mm-hmm. Then flew up back home for me to Philadelphia area and celebrated the 4th of July with uh, my wife's family and with um, some friends of ours. So it was good. It was good balance. It, I, I typically say I usually am exhausted after vacation because there's just so much going on. Mm-hmm. And there was a lot going on, but for whatever reason, I actually feel refreshed. Good, so good. I'm ready to go. Yeah, back and ready for the podcast. Yeah. What about you, Brian? I was in Hawaii, uh, spent five days in Hawaii, and uh, spent the fourth there, so got to experience, you know, fireworks and mm-hmm. all of that stuff, Hawaiian style. It was a good, fun time. Uh, one one note, I did compete in a watermelon eating what? contest. And? Took first in the, the semifinal round, and then I did not win oh. in the finals. If I really would have pushed harder, my piece of watermelon was significantly bigger than everyone else's. What? I was also probably, I think there was two uh, male adults, and we were both like 6'3", so we were the biggest ones in in the bunch. And then the woman who won, she was probably 4'11", and (laughs) just like this tiny, she was from Ecuador, I think. And uh, she ended up winning, and but I actually beat her originally in the oh. semifinal. Well, you filled up. 
Well, or was there no, different times? No, the 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 whole thing was you couldn't you couldn't use your hands and you know I I think I had a little bit of a bigger piece because everybody had at the top they had like the perfect wedge of of a watermelon, but mine had a little bit of a like um like extra wedge in there. It wasn't like mm. a perfect triangle at the top. Okay. It had like a little extra in there. Okay. I would have been interested to see if they would have weighed the the watermelon. Do a recount. Yeah, mm-hmm. and and seen. Uh, but you know, good family time. Got a lot of sun. Played a lot of golf. So good to be back. Nice, nice. Well, it is about that time, Brian, where we just dive into what is fresh and current on Disney theme parks. You're a newsman. I ever tell you otherwise? I'd be in the face. My news came out earlier this year, so it wasn't like super, super early news, but uh, I didn't know about it, yeah. um, that apparently Disney World is going to have extra, extra magic hours. Yeah, so please explain what that means. So extra magic hours are currently at, at the Disney resorts when hotel guests can enjoy more time at, at sure. the parks at select theme parks on select days and you can either come earlier or, or stay later and the, and it's exclusive to the disney resort hotel guests yeah now what disney world announced earlier this year is that between september 1st and november 2nd in 2019 they will have extra extra magic hours which means that disney's hollywood studios will open at 6 a.m. instead of 9 a.m. for the public, and Animal Kingdom and Magic Kingdom will both open at 7 a.m. when the normal public opening is at 8 a.m. Hmm. So how how do you get access to that? So you have to stay at, at one of the hotels that are okay. on the Disney yeah. Resort, and then you get access. So you just need your room card or room key okay. identification that that you're staying at the hotel and. Yeah your ticket or admission to the park and you get in at these earlier times between September 1st and So essentially the extra magic hours was turned into extra extra magic hours? Correct. correct? Okay. Because I've heard of extra magic hours and because that was something that we we stayed off premise um, and so like for us we didn't get any of the magic hours but we heard about that I was like that's really cool and when you show up first to like you literally are running in to go ride the rides and there's already people that are there yes so i'm like man i really want that but to make that two hours prior like or just three for the disney hollywood studios that's that's so crazy yeah and there's some good rides over there and there's select rides too so it's Mm -hmm. not like all of the rides are open but it's select rides that they open up and so they don't have to staff the entire park right at that time but it, it's still a pretty good deal. Yeah. No, I, I mean, it sounds like a good deal. I would even say uh, I'm, I'm curious they're probably going to test it in that time. And I think that's probably – I think if I remember reading correctly, I think that's a more dead month for them. So I think it makes sense to try that type of thing. I would guess so because you, you have school starting yes. early yep. – you know, late August, early September in mm-hmm. most areas in the United States. And, and so going through November, you're not get, yeah. quite getting to – the Thanksgiving, although yeah. Labor Day weekend is that sure. September. Yeah, I, the reason why I say that though is, you know, for, it, it would be interesting if it works here to try that in the summer because if I had kids, as someone who just went through it, I don't have kids, but as someone who just went through it, I would take full advantage in the summer to go early because by 10 o'clock in Florida, it's 90 degrees, it's hot, it's humid. And I, if I could take advantage of, of like cooler hours, that would be huge. Yeah. So that's that's pretty cool that they they're offering that. So for me, uh, another related uh, kind of Disney World, but also Disneyland. So Disneyland, I don't know if you heard, but they just launched uh, their Galaxy Edge, which is their Star Wars area within Disneyland. Okay. Um, I believe it's in Tomorrowland, uh, though. We'll I'll confirm that, but. They launched it in Disneyland, and from from early reports, I've, I've talked to some people that have went and uh, was uh, listening to some people who have gone and said it was just amazing, but really slow kind of to start. Um, and I think that 
a lot of people expected it to be really crazy, but essentially it's it's uh, it's Star Wars land, and they have it's full immersion. So once you're in that area, there is a lot. What is told to me again, I didn't experience this, but what is told to me is that it's kind of a neutral territory, and so you're not you don't have to decide if you want to be a a Jedi or if you're on the dark side. And so you're kind of like living in their world, but you can interact with the people on both sides and they're kind of there. And mm-hmm. if you're in a dark area, like it, they, there might be different characters that you're interacting yeah. with. But anyway, so the related to that, so the news was that, um, and a lot of people who follow Disney uh, religiously will know this, but Galaxy's Edge is opening up in uh, Disney World um, and it's going to be in Orlando's Hollywood Studios. And that is opening up in August, um, on August 29th. There have already hired 1,700 employees, which is more than double the 700 workers uh, brought on for Animal Kingdom's Pandora expansion, which hmm. uh, I don't know if we'll have much time to speak to that, but I was there at, in Animal Kingdom and yeah. at that Pandora thing, and that is insane. Really? I... I I'm assuming you've seen Pandora. I've seen the or movie. Pandora, I have, Avatar. Yeah, is the but, movie. The, but the but yeah, location is Pandora. Yes, and so like it. I mean, I was talking to my brother about this. I was like, man, like the 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 way that they have the rocks, like it seems like they're floating in mid air, and just like the colors. And we didn't see it at night, but it lights up at night, and mm. so it's really impressive. And it's a pretty massive area, but. There's going to be it's going to be bigger. It's going to be more. Um, there's going to be so many more people that are involved with it and, and cast members, as they call them there. So it'll be interesting to see how how that goes. There's there's also works um, that there'll be a hotel or resort that um, is coming. It's not confirmed what the dates are yet, but that is looking like another year or two afterwards. Um, so for for Star Wars fans, rejoice. Uh, there's another bigger area coming or at least similar in size to disneyland coming to disney world cool well we'll uh drop some knowledge because there is a lot of knowledge to drop in this topic for those of you who do not know disneyland and disney world is the brainchild of walt disney the famous animator cartoon mastermind and it was in the 1940s and early 1950s that Walt Disney started to travel to other amusement parks and carnivals with his eye on creating his own. And in 1952, he started to assemble a small group of artists and designers from Disney Studios to create a company called WED, which is basically his initials. Yeah. And... The idea behind this company was to make an amusement park and his idea and dream a reality. In 1953, Walt Disney approached Harrison Buzz Price to calculate the optimal location for a new type of theme park, one that had a single entrance and was hidden from nearby streets with custom rides that put storytelling in front of the thrills. Mm -hmm. Uh, Because you had... Six Flags and some other things that were already in existence that really are the thrills and, and go bigger than, yeah. than really the storytelling. So Price analyzed about 40 years of population data to determine that there was this 160-acre site in Anaheim that would be perfect for what became Disneyland. It's interesting that, that Price, he was actually hired to determine the location for Walt Disney World and and did feasibility studies for Universal, Six Flags, Busch Gardens, and SeaWorld. Huh. So he kind of was all over was the like place. He was like the mastermind of location spotting yeah. for theme parks. Yeah. And Walt and his brother and business partner Roy obtained funding for construction of, of the theme park from ABC, like the actual ABC broadcasting company, in exchange for creating a weekly television show called Disneyland TV. And there was about an $18 million budget that they were working with. So the In the 50s? Yes. Wow. That actually feels like a lot. Yeah. So the the theme park consisted of three or four main areas, excuse me, uh, Frontierland, Tomorrowtown, Adventureland, and Fantasyland. And so on July 17th, 1955, Disneyland had an invitation-only opening gala, which was broadcast live on ABC 
uh, to the world. So there was a 90-minute broadcast, which actually featured the future president, Ronald Reagan, on oh. the broadcast as one of the three hosts. Huh. Kind of an interesting was he? Time. Well, he was an actor, He was right? an actor yeah, at that so time. That's, that's pretty cool. About half of the U.S. population actually watched this opening. And half? Yes. Of the U.S. population? Yeah. That is insane. I mean, it was a different era, and you just watched your couple channels, but still, that is... <laughs> yeah. That's crazy. Yeah. So this invitation-only gala that occurred, the passes that were created started to be counterfeited so there was a lot of uninvited guests that showed up to the park and so the park actually ran out of food they had a lot of issues uh fantasy land land had to close because of a gas leak nearby (laughs) mr toad's wild ride uh, stopped working because it overloaded the power grid all of this stuff was you know happened on this first day they brought it together for the next day when it actually opened to the public can you guess what, and maybe you found this, but what admission on that first day was? I did. Oh, okay. I did find okay. it. Okay. But go ahead. Well, it was $1. So $1 got you admission into the park. Sure. You also then had to buy ride tickets, which cost between 10 and $0.30, cents depending on the ride. Okay. Um, and then that lasted for the first few months, but then they began selling ticket books for admission and eight rides at $2.50 later that year. Okay. In the first 10 weeks, there was over 1 million visitors. Wow. So a lot of people going through there. So I talked about the four main you know, areas of the park. There was actually a fifth area beginning in 1957. It was called Holiday Land, but that only lasted until 1961, so short-lived. Do you know what was in there? In uh, I I would assume holiday. Yeah, just holiday-specific stuff. Yeah. Interesting. In 1959, the Matterhorn bobsled became the first tubular tracked steel roller coaster, and this actually sparked modern roller coaster development. Huh. Yeah. I, that's for for a company or a, his initiative was to do like storytelling. Storytelling. It's yeah. cool that you know he revolutionized a uh, an actual machine for it. One other interesting thing that I found on the Matterhorn was actually that there was a. a basketball court at the top of the Matterhorn because at one point uh, the Matterhorn actually had cast members uh, rappelling and climbing up the Matterhorn side and so what one of the cast members did was brought up a, a basketball hoop because you know you'd climb climb down and climb up and then they would have to kill some time because you know they couldn't overwork them so they couldn't just keep going up and down up and down so they had to take their break but sometimes they had to take their break at the top and so there is actually a basketball court apparently in the Matterhorn like inside it yeah inside of is it is it still there apparently oh, from that's from amazing. what i've i've read it that's a i've read it gem. multiple places so in in 1963 disney developed the enchanted tiki room which was the first mm. use of audio animatronics in a theme park and this you know started the revolution of of really everything nowadays sure. that is at uh, Disneyland and, and other theme parks but yeah 1964 at the New York World's Fair Disney introduced It's a Small World as a tribute to UNICEF and this was later moved into Disneyland. So it wasn't actually initially installed in Disneyland and started as a ride in Disneyland. It started at the New York Fair. Oh, I would have never guessed that. Because now it's u- uh, unanimous with, like, Disney. Yeah. Even though it really isn't Disney at all. It's one of those kind of weird right. ones. It's, like, kidsy, but not. Yeah. Huh. 1960s, Walt Disney started buying land up in Florida for a project he called Experimental Prototype Community of Tomorrow, or Epcot. Oh, okay. I should have known that, but in my research I was looking at Epcot, I was like, why Why was it called, or what? what is Epcot? Yeah. So he wanted it to be the heart of what was going to be Disney World, and he wanted it to be a community where people actually lived, and the industry worked with him to showcase and demonstrate new ideas, materials, and and systems. Hmm. Unfortunately, in 1966, 
Walt Disney died of lung cancer. So he never saw the dream, you know, his his big dream of Walt Disney World come to fruition. Mm -hmm. His brother Roy oversaw the completion of Walt Disney World. But he also passed away about three months after the park opened in 1971. Wow. Yeah. And the admission for Walt Disney World when it opened so some you know almost 20 years after Disneyland opened was only $3.50 oh yeah that's it's easy yeah Disneyland Tokyo was the first international uh, location for for the Disney theme parks and it opened in 1983 with Disneyland Paris or Euro Disney opening in 1992 and the newest Disneyland theme park is in Hong Kong, and that opened in 2005. Okay. Um, some interesting facts that I found was that St. Louis was also a contender for the site for Walt Disney World, and <sighs> it would have been all indoors. What? I So I actually um, – I, I – didn't know that it was all indoors. I heard that there was something with St. Louis, and I didn't know what exactly yeah, so, it was. So the the blueprints actually just were sold in auction not that long ago. Oh, really? Yeah, and so that kind of resurfaced this story. But some other things I found that there was an apartment uh, built for Walt Disney and his family above the fire department on Main Street in Disneyland. And there's a lamp in the window that let staff know when he was home. Now that lamp, since he's passed away, is always on to as a kind of um, you know memorial to him. Uh, there's also an underground city uh, underneath Disneyland that's which allows uh, characters to travel around without being uh, seen, and it's called the Utilidors. Okay. What kind of spurned this was that Walt Disney saw a cowboy walking through Tomorrowland, and you know, obviously, a cowboy's not supposed to be in Tomorrowland, and so he needed a way to get his characters through the theme parks without, you know, being seen in the places they're not supposed to be. So when we come to Disney World, there's almost nine acres of tunnels around Disney World, and what's interesting is it's not built underground because Orlando is basically a swamp area. So most of the theme park is actually on what you would consider like a second or third story because the tunnel is tunneling system is actually built underneath. Yeah. Yeah. My, um, my mom and sister did the, uh, behind the scenes tour while they were in Disney world and thought it was pretty interesting to kind of see like what it's like. Club uh, 33 is a private club that has less than 500 members inside of Disneyland, and it costs about $20,000 to join, and there's a 14-year wait list to get on. Wow. That is so... What it, I'm curious what the perks are of that. I mean, I'm guessing yeah. you get full access to the parks. Well, and it's just a special club inside of the park, so it, it, it was a place that Walt Disney used to host special guests and yeah. you know a kind of a vip area mm-hmm. some other things that i learned was that main street is scented with vanilla thanks to smellitzers is what they're called so they're vents that i so i read this okay and it made me mad because <laughs> i was there and i was it was so pleasant <laughs> And I didn't, re- I didn't like realize. I thought it was actually like whatever somebody, maybe the the local restaurant or little restaurant stand was cooking something, but I didn't realize they were pumping in stuff. But that is so smart because it just may- it puts you in a great mood. It's like a yeah. nice, sweet, kind of subtle scent, and you're like in a cool place. So it's yeah, that's pretty amazing. Uh, there are actually 14 of the original rides at Disneyland are still in operation. A couple other f- interesting facts that I found was that Doritos were actually invented inside of Disneyland what? at Casa de Fritos. What? Uh, and this restaurant no longer exists, but yeah. apparently that's what it is. Well, that's, that's awesome. Yeah. And then the last one I have is that you are no more than 30 steps from a trash can. Yeah. Because apparently that is the length that we will walk to 
throw something throw away. Some that it's it's probably studies that they have done, and they probably tried forty feet, and they noticed that people were throwing stuff on the ground, so they added. And and again, as someone who was just there thinking about that, I completely agree. I swear. I mean, even when you're waiting in a line, yeah, there's trash cans. Always trash cans. Yeah. So sorry that that's kind of could kind of be a stat, but it is. But you know, I'll let it slide. <laughs> um, I'll take I'll take a history thing from you. Oh, um, oh okay. So uh, similar to what you were saying, there's there's a couple other parks. There's the St. Louis Park that you mentioned. Uh, there was supposed to be uh, Westcott. I don't know if you heard of that. Um, but oh. but it was supposed to be like an expansion upon Epcot in a different area. But then there was a um, a spot in the Sequoia National Park. Okay. And he was going to take over a ski resort, and it was going to be called Mineral King. And so there was this whole huh. big thing. So he actually passed away right in right before I think this might have came to fruition. But they uh, they were back and forth and back and forth on it, and and the actually thought that because of the space that he would need for it, they would need to knock down trees. And because it was a national park, they did not want to do that. Even yeah. though it was kind of celebrating the, the – and he was actually – there was a board, like a Sequoia National Board or whatever it was, and he was a part of it. So, like, he was a conservative or a cons- conservationalist. Is that right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So he was that, and so he wanted to make sure he was doing it right, but they eventually just voted against it, especially after he passed – um, which he, it seemed like there was a lot of projects like that where he was like, oh, yeah, like I think I could build here, and, and then it just didn't happen. So it's pretty cool. There could have been multiple Walt Disney World's lands, whatever, in the United States, and now really there's only two with a couple parks within. Yeah. So, yeah, uh, on the stat front, I'll throw a couple, well, I'll throw a handful at you. So the average number of park visitors at Disney overall is 157 million in 2018. So that's visited any park. Yikes. Um, and that uh, rounds to about 437,000 a day. That There's been a steady increase over the last 10 years. Um, and most specifically, um, in 2017, it was 150 million. So it's interesting, again, you know, we don't talk economics much or whatnot, but just, you know, even in in down years or, I mean, obviously things are booming a little bit more now, the uh, attendance just continues to, and continues to grow with these parks. So interesting uh, to kind of see. So the top of the top 10 uh, theme park groups worldwide, Disney is number one, mm-hmm. um, followed by... Uh, Merlin Entertainments Group, uh, which I don't they I don't know what specific parks they do, and then Universal Parks uh, is number three. Now number uh, we talked about 157 million attendance. Uh, the next best Merlin is 67 million, so it's not even close. It's more than double what that is, and Universal's at 50 million uh, for for all their parks. If you're curious, the other one that I noticed on this list was Six Flags. Six Flags gets about uh, 32 million every year so or at least in 2018 that's what it was so they're number seven so merlin is uh legoland okay sea life which i don't think i've it's not sea world okay um it's really midway attractions legoland parks okay I thought that they were outside of the U.S., but that means that they're inside. So that's interesting that they have some unique, specific ones. Oh, Madame Tussauds. Oh, okay, cool. The uh, London Eye. Yeah. So, so, so some, some of these are not smaller. Like, yeah. Like, yeah. Okay. Not necessarily theme parks, but the. But I mean, they wipe the table of of Universal Sydney Tower and, and yeah. So interesting. Well, I don't want to get too into the, the weeds of this, but there's uh, 12 specific parks within the larger scale. So Disney World has four parks. Uh, Disneyland Tokyo has two, Land and Sea. The U.S. Disneyland essentially has two, with California Adventure included in that. Paris has two. 
Um, and then you have Shanghai and Hong Kong, which each have one. Could you guess what the top visited park of all those 12? Um, and the four I didn't list for world is Magic, Animal, Hollywood Studios, and Epcot. Mm, I'm going to go with think it's just regular disneyland i bet i bet it's like euro disney one of those ones okay so the correct answer is specifically magic kingdom in disney world Hmm. um at Hmm. 20.9 million visitors in 2018 the next highest is disneyland traditional disneyland at 18.7 million and then behind them is uh tokyo tokyo land so 17.9 million there's there's a lot of people there and um and that's one of the first ones right that was first international location yeah. was tokyo as you said but uh i think i forget if i have this here but of like the top 10 uh i think it's what one two three four five six seven, yeah of the top 10 nine of the top 10 parks amusement parks are disney parks the only exception is Universal Studios Japan, which averages oh, wow. 14.3. Uh, or not averages, but that was what it was in 2018. So I I know, I knew that Disney is like top of the line with so much stuff, but they dominate the theme park world or market. It's just, it's crazy how much uh, they do. And their their biggest breadwinner, as you probably guess, is Walt Disney World. So there's a lot of stats on on Disney that I'll run through. But yeah, I'm surprised that that the Magic Kingdom is number one there because with four other parks or three other parks to choose from, it's kind of surprising that that's not because I almost went with Hong Kong because it was mm-hmm. like, oh, that's the only park there, so you don't yeah. even have a choice to go to another one. Well, speaking of which, so. It's um, so most of the parks have kind of seen this increase in in uh, attendance over the last couple of years, and if you look at Disney World in particular, they're between like two and five percent for all the parks for, or at least three of the four parks. But Animal Kingdom uh, is actually up ten percent. Wow, um, which is insane with the numbers that you're looking at in in terms of millions of people that visit uh, every year for these uh, for Disney World. Um, and I think they have it registered. I want to make sure that I get this right. But I think unique people is 40, 48 million people visit in a year um, or approximately that. But but Walt Disney World covers 27,000, I'll round down, but 27,000 acres. Um, that's 43 square miles, which is about the same area as all of San Francisco and two times the size of Manhattan. <laughs> Again, another thing I didn't realize the sheer mass that the parks have and take over in Florida. And and as being in that area too, it still feels spacious. There's so much space oh, yeah. there in Disney World that yeah. it feels like they can just continue to build and build and build. Mm-hmm. So that'll be interesting to see how that how that evolves over the years. Um, so every year, Disney World serves 10 million hamburgers, 6 million hot dogs, and 9 million pounds of french fries an average of 250,000 guests travel daily to and from various uh, Walt Disney World properties via the 300 buses 12 monorail trails uh, trains and uh, the fleet of water taxis and boats uh, owned I I took all three of those transportations while I was there okay okay there are nearly 70,000 cast members throughout the Disney World Resort which makes it the biggest single site employer in the United States uh, which I guess if you are bigger than the city of San Francisco, uh, that probably makes sense. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> Minnie Mouse alone has more than 100 different outfits, while Mickey has nearly 136. <laughs> um, that's just for the Disney World. There's more for other versions. Fun fact, uh, I don't. I want to look this up, what it is, but uh, apparently Disney World is the second most Instagrammed location in the world well it's bigger than san francisco yeah, sure. so yeah. obviously it's that, that makes sense too. i mean i would assume there's a lot of instagrams coming out of san francisco too so yep. you throw on top of that some mickey and Minnie mouse you know ears and yep. costumes and all that kind of stuff and yeah 
yeah. people are going to Instagram that. A couple other fun miscellaneous stats uh, for uh, for World. So holding 750,000 gallons of water, Storm Along Bay, which is one of Disney's beach club resorts, is the largest sand bottom pool in the world, uh, which I didn't know that was a thing, but that's I'm kind of curious what that is like. And then uh, there are, while this is this is not official because Disney doesn't release this, there is a person that documents all the hidden Mickeys. That's like a fun thing. I don't know if you've ever looked for them. No, um, I have not. Yeah, but so if you've been to World, like if you actually walk around, you can kind of look and see if you find special weird spots where the Mickey head is. Um, and so there's a there's documented at least 1,100 hidden Mickeys in Disney World that are like not like intentional and you see it all over you know when it's like a hidden mickey because it's just out of the like weird spot yeah Uh, on that note i did see that a lot of the statues are designed for kids and so they have a different look when you are at a shorter height than when you're at more of an adult height so you may see a a statue that for you and i you know at, at about six foot yeah looks like it's frowning but actually from if you look down lower and look up at it from a kid's point of view the statue is actually smiling that is spectacular i i i will probably say this eight other times in this podcast but i have so much respect for what they did for these parks um, and the level of detail and my marketing mind uh when i look at this and brand mine is just it's amazing it's it's just second to none um, with the I mean, that that right there. I would have never guessed that, but to, the, the fact that they're designing these things for children to see a different angle is that's just that's amazing. The last thing I had from a stat perspective was that um, similar to the size talking about, Animal Kingdom is the largest theme park in the world at almost 100 acres, larger than all of Disneyland. Um, so pretty massive, and I would like uh, to have a quick back in the day as it relates to Animal Kingdom. One point twenty-one gigawatts. What the hell is So just a, a fun, quick little story. So um, uh, my wife and I we signed up for the what's it called? The Caring for Giants, which was a elephant exhibit. It's like a part of the safari in Animal Kingdom. Okay. And so we we signed up for this. We When we were in, in Disney World, we decided to do three parks. So we went from uh, Disney or Magic Kingdom. We spent the morning with family and did that and then went to uh, Epcot for lunch and then re- revisited family back uh, in Animal Kingdom. And so we get to Animal Kingdom. Our appointment's at 3.30. We arrived, we waited for the bus for a while, lunch went a little bit long, so we arrive at probably 3.15 for this um, Caring for Giants thing. We then go through security, which takes about 10 minutes, so it's now 3.25, and 3.30 is our appointment, and we realize when we look at the map that it's literally in the back part of the entire park. So... We sprinted from the front of the park all the way to the back, arrived exactly at 3.30. Keep in mind, this is Florida in June, end of June, and it easily feels like 110 degrees, um, and we're just sweating profusely when we got there. The guy was super nice when we got there. But finding out this, that we basically ran through the largest park in the world in five minutes from from start to finish. I was pretty impressed with myself, uh, so I thought I would share that story, but we made it fine, and it was it was a spectacular um, experience kind of seeing the elephants. So wait, was your back in the day from two weeks yep. ago? Yeah. <laughs> my back in the day was literally from two weeks ago. Okay, well, well, my back in the day was fr- from a time that I don't even really remember. Okay. Because my first trip to Disneyland... Um, and we weren't going just for Disneyland. It was kind of a family road trip. But I got chick- the chicken pox. I can't remember if it was on the way down or the oh, way back. No. I hope it wasn't on the way down. Yeah, I don't. Rem- I I have photos of me being 
you know, in Disneyland without chicken pox. Okay. So I'm not sure if, if the trip was so long that I got over them by the time yeah. I was down there or what, but it, that was my first experience with, with Disneyland was the chicken pox oh, on the road trip. That is, that's brutal. Either way, I mean, both are, are bad. Hopefully you experience some of Disney without I definitely, the pox. Yeah, so I definitely experienced it because I remember I have photos of me riding in the auto autobahn. What's it called? Oh, I forget. But, yeah, I think you're on the auto, right. Autotopia. Autotopia, that's what it's called. Okay. Yeah. So I do have photos in Disneyland. So I know I went. Okay. It's just whether I had chicken pox before or after. Probably should yeah. have done some research on that. But, yeah, yeah. that's it, all right. It, it's one of the two. So, yeah. basically, in the car, chicken pox, it that, was not fun. That stinks. Yeah. Time for a friendship test. I know that I made a good choice. In what? My best friend. All right, Justin, I've, I've got a special special question for you that I didn't even want to let you know that I was going to yeah, ask this is, you. This is a rare, rare occurrence where Brian Be- will hide. Uh, we usually share some of the things we want to talk about, and he's hiding this one from me. So I think it's going to be divisive. We'll, I think we'll the see. podcast or, may end right here. Or, or I'll agree with you right away. We'll All right. See. All right. Well, so we talked about how admission prices started at $1. Yes. Right? went to about three dollars in the 70s and and now they're all the way up to about 90 mm-hmm. you know with no discounts or anything like that you know you're talking between 90 and 100 are disney theme parks worth the money admission price because then you're gonna put on top of that any food any extra stuff you want are they worth it oh man um hmm. should should are you asking me first? Is that am I giving yeah, you your yeah, answer? Yeah, yeah. Okay. Um, well, so I, ooh. so I was I was lucky enough, and, and I, I wish I wish I had a more uh, challenging situation. But uh, I have a friend who works in Disney World, so he like hooked me up with the day passes. So I paid I paid zero dollars for for my one day. But knowing like what went into it, and my and speaking on my my siblings. You know whether it was Universal or, or we'll we'll focus on Disney, obviously. Um, but they have my my sister has two kids, so that's admission for four people, and it's not very discounted for the kids. No, it's it's really not, Be, and because they know that's why you're really going there. So I would say, and this is I I might actually kind of agree with you here. <laughs> oh, um, good. But I would say that uh, for for myself, and just if I were to go with my wife and I, I would say probably not. But if I had kids, I think it would be worth it. And and the reason why I say that is because as, as I did, uh, when I went down, I spent one day in, in Disney with my sisters, uh, two of my sisters and their families, and then one day in Universal with two of my brothers and their families. And seeing the childhood wonder from them is almost worth it. And, and just, I mean, I'm looking at my two-year-old niece who just sees Mickey and just like lights. I mean, you can't help but be so happy. And it's because of this place, this magical place. And you just, there's moments where I just felt it. Yeah. And it's, it's hard to put a price on that. Um, obviously they have, but I, I, I think for what I experienced, I would have, I would say yes, because I lived through, through family, uh, family. Yeah. but I would say no if it was just us. Like my yeah. s- my my sister and brother in law love them to death. They're huge Disney fans. Yeah, and they would go to Disney before they had kids. Right, and I can't. I don't yeah. think that's worth okay. it. Okay, so yeah, uh, I'm I'm in the same boat. Uh, I went to, I mean, I've been down to Orlando, probably, probably four or five times in the last I don't know seven or eight years. Okay, never been to Disney. Never, never been inside. What? I mean, I've been inside when I was a kid, but, sure. but as an adult, I've never been into one of the theme parks, you know, inside. I've gone to, you know, all of the little Disney Springs and sure. all that stuff yeah. that you don't have to pay to get into. But I cannot justify spending $100 and just to get into a theme park. And, and I totally get you where, like, when we, that experience of the kids meeting with you know their favorite mm-hmm. characters or whatever it may be yep. now there's a lot of things that 
that are additional costs that they can even tack on on top of that. Yeah. But I would totally pay probably, you know, 30 or 40 bucks Mm -hmm. to get in and not ride any rides because I I don't think I feel like I need to ride the rides. I just want to get in there and experience it. But to me, that's not worth a hundred dollars and not that I don't like rides Yeah. because I do like the rides. Yeah. But I also am not somebody who's going to like, wait in line and mm-hmm. needs to ride a ride yeah and so th- this year i actually went to universal for the first time okay um in, and and um in california or- in orlando. orlando oh okay when i went to orlando yeah. and that was the first time that i've done one of the theme parks in, yeah. in the you know five or so trips that i've made down to orlando in the last yeah. seven or eight years so yeah now what did just real quick what did you think of of universal it was okay yeah so Here's what as I went to both, and I now I only went to three of the four parks, and I only went to one of the parks in Universal, uh, of the two. But the way I would describe the difference between the two, as someone who went, I mean, you've been to Disneyland, so you kind of get the idea. Yeah. But just it's full immersion when you're in Disney World or yeah. Disneyland. The the attention to detail, there's an identity there. Everything's intentional and. To me, it just felt like a hodgepodge of stuff yeah, in Universal, for sure. and it, they're almost like an identity crisis because there's so much difference. There's so much difference between everything. Yeah, I would agree with that. And and you know, one of the other things that I wasn't a huge fan about, not to touch too much on Universal, but it was like there's like eight real rides or right. nine real rides, and that's it in one yeah. of the parks. And there's well, not a whole lot to do other than that yeah. too. So. You know, we got through everything pretty quickly, and I yep. was like, "All right, it's you know, one o'clock, let's go." And they'll, yeah, and they'll. Um, Universal's tough because they they make you pay for that extra access, like uh, pre access or whatever it's called. Um, like it's an it's it's crazy how much money, they, and it's like one hundred twenty bucks or yep. something for it. And then if you want to get the extra, like to get. Like basically fast pass that like Disney has, you have to pay another fifty, sixty yeah. bucks per person. Yeah. And so uh it's just that's just wildly expensive. And Disney World isn't much better with their pricing, but at least they allow, you know, it's a fair shot unless you uh, have their VIP access for like early hours. Yeah. But yeah, no, that's that's um I, okay. I think we I, kind of agree. Yeah, it's not we, as as polarizing. Yeah, I thought it was um, gonna be very polarizing. Yeah, but but, it was. but no. But I will say like I, I had a similar experience um surprisingly i guess in magic kingdom so we started the day in magic kingdom and i was like oh man it's magic kingdom you know get my couple photos and see hanging out with the the kids a little bit and and then i'm like wait a second like we rode we went right away to uh splash mountain and then we had a fast pass for space mountain and then we had a fast pass for toy story or or the buzz lightyear shooting thing and then after that, I'm like, well, I don't really want to do anything else. Like, mm. there's other things, but they're, like, not really I, – I'm more of a thrill seeker, so yeah. Yeah. there's not really any of that in there. And so it was kind of like, well, let's just move on to Epcot because we were hungry. Yeah. Like, uh, so, you know, I, I, it makes sense. All right. Um, so, Brian, what is your favorite type of ride in Disney? And you can name a specific one if you want, but what is your favorite type of ride? Um, that is a great question. So I, I do, I, I like the, the water rides. Okay. I, I don't love to like get totally soaked, Yeah. but I like to get a little bit wet. And, and so, you know, things that are kind of like the log flume type of rides, I, I do enjoy. Okay. Um, so I'm going to have to, but man, a good roller coaster is good too. I don't know. I did like I did like some of the interactive man they're all so good <laughs> and that's what I'm saying like I, I I like rides and I can't even justify a hundred dollars to get yeah. into one of these theme parks uh-huh. I I'll, I'll stick with the 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 uh, water okay. water type of rides yeah so um I right, so you'd be I forget what it is 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 the Matterhorn is that the one no. that no that's the normal roller coaster um, but Splash Mountain is the one in Disney World. Yeah. And um, interesting note about Splash Mountain, actually. Um, so I, some people might know this, but it's based off of, like, Briar Fox, Briar Rabbit, like all of them is based off of the Song of the South. 
which is a Disney movie. I don't know if you're familiar with the yeah. song of the South. Yep. Okay. So, uh, also, um, outlawed. It's ne- you can't ever buy that movie anymore, and all that. You know that history. Oh. Yeah. So that oh. that movie is um, afterward after they produced it after I think it was like maybe in the '80s or maybe '90s uh, they deemed it like they didn't want to produce it anymore because. Um, it, how it depicts slavery in a positive light. Oh, uh, um, yeah. So yeah. you can't buy it anywhere. It's it, it's impossible to find it. So hmm. it's interesting that they have the ride, and it's a prominent feature in Disney World. Yeah. Yet it's based off of a movie that they don't produce anymore. Anyway, so for, for me, I, I kind of alluded to this earlier. I'm more of a thrill person. So um, the two that pop into my head, I and we didn't go to uh, Hollywood Studios, formerly known as MGM. There's a couple good throw eyes like the rock and roller roll uh roller coaster and the uh, tower of terror is there um so i do like those types of thrills but i, I liked I, one of my favorite rides was probably everest um in uh in animal kingdom okay um and it just it's kind of you go high which i like i like the like i'm scared of heights so i like the challenge of that and so I like those types of thrills. I like Space Mountain as well, though that scares the heck out of me um, because as I was talking to somebody who was just there um, who is a smaller person, and he was, like, scared to death um, when he was going through it. And I was like, imagine being over six feet tall in the dark yes. with, like, things flying at yes. your face. It's yes. incredibly scary. Totally. And and regardless of how many times I ride the ride and I think, oh, well, the headrest is, is actually, you know, above my head. Sure. It, it still doesn't register <laughs> no. with me. No. I'm literally ducking every yeah. turn. Yeah. And Same. Uh, and it's Same. dark, so it's just crazy. Same. Um, so, yeah. Right I, there with you. Yeah, that's that. I do like I do like the thrill of it. But Was it, it is... Listener X that, that said that he he – no, it wasn't Listener X, oh. though. I Because uh, I know he likes Disney a lot. Oh, yeah. I'm definitely curious to hear Listener X's opinion on this episode. Um, and and my family, who just went through this, I'm curious to hear their takes. But, um, but yeah, he, he's a big, big fan. I know he's I know he went actually down to uh, Galaxy Edge in, in Disneyland. And so I'm, I want to talk more with him about all this stuff. So how long are you willing to wait in the line? for a ride is there a limit to you yes there is and i'll give an example um so my limit is if if it's if you see how long it is that's that's the key um if you see how long it is before you go on my limit is an hour which isn't a lot for some rides yeah um some like i mean it's a small world like for whatever reason it's small world has like a two hour wait from almost the start of the line. I think like as as soon as the park opens and I think uh, maybe the kids love it. I don't know, but it's crazy. And there's a lot of other rides like that. I did wait on a roller coaster ride that said it was going to be 40 minutes and it ended up being like an hour and 10 minutes. And I was a little upset about it, but I'm like, I'm already pot committed, right? Like I'm going to stay. But, uh, a perfect example, though, of one that I chose not to go that I really wanted to do was the new uh, Pandora ride. Okay. And uh, it's been raved about as this awesome ride. And my sister, uh, brother-in-law, and, and um, my two nephews went on the ride. It's kind of like uh, Soarin' where you're kind of flying yeah. a little yeah. bit, but you're going through, I guess, Pandora, and you're riding like a, a, um, a dragon or something. I don't know what it is whatever the creatures are in Pan- yeah. Pandora. But yeah, so they, they waited for over two hours for oh. this ride. And it might have been even closer to three, but let's say two. Um, and like they minutes. got through it, and we talked to them later that night, um, and they said it was more than worth it. And I'm like, what? Like how? And, and one of my, my, my brother-in-law, like he's – you know, he's a little bit older. Like he doesn't want to wait around for a roller coaster for that long. And he was like, it was worth it. So I was like, wow, okay. Like that's, I, I'm impressed. But and now it's got making me feel like I missed out. But at the same time, like I, there's only we had one, especially for us. Like we right. had one day in the park. I think I that can't waste things. two hours yeah. on a ride. Yeah. I just, it, it just I can't do. It. I'd rather to to your point, I would almost rather walk around the parks and enjoy it for what it is. 
then go on the ride and wait. And that's kind of what we did. I mean, we did single rider for, which highly recommend if you're going to Disney World, do single rider for Everest. It took us, there was a, about an hour wait. It took us two minutes to get on the ride. I was like, I don't need to sit next to my my wife on the ride. Like, we'll yeah. see each other afterwards and talk about the thrill of it. Like, yeah. I don't need to waste a whole hour plus on, on the wait. So yeah, for sure. Find find those exceptions. Yeah, I, I would agree. I, I'm probably close to that hour mark that I would be willing to wait. I, I like to – I keep my eye on a lot of things in terms of, you know, wait times. And, and, you know, there are definitely rides that I'd be like, okay, it's towards the end of the day, you know, there's a longer wait. I'm mm-hmm. willing to wait if I'm done with everything else, but I'm not going to be in the middle of the day waiting two hours for – a specific ride yeah if i don't get to it by the end of the day or the end of the time period you know a couple days that i'm there and it just doesn't work out that's that's fine with me yeah i I don't need to ride one so badly that you know i i have to wait that long yeah i i would imagine you know having just gone to universal the harry potter rides are probably along those lines of people will wait for a long time because i mean we walk through a lot of of you know line queuing area before we actually got to the line so i Mm -hmm. I can only imagine what those things stack up to be yeah uh speaking of which when we were in universal uh i believe my brothers were saying it was about a six hour wait (sighs) for the new harry potter ride that just came out i was like how 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 why why would you do that i mean even if it's amazing i would rather spend my time i'll rather come back come which, back another which one time was that it's hagrid's ride or i forget what exactly what it's called but oh. it's like him on his roller or his motorcycle and you're like flying around or something got like that. it but here it's great but nobody waited that long yeah. and you can't even you they don't open it up for whatever reason they didn't open it up until like noon and so people, people were lining ready. up and then you know it's just that's just a Rough. waste of a day yeah. in my opinion so do you have a a theme park food of choice that that's like your you got to have every, every time you go to a theme park so a uh, couple notes on this so my gut says no like i didn't have one that just like popped up that like i got to have it kind of thing but i enjoy just classic theme park um foods like get your pretzel and your sweets and you know i'm trying to think through the foods that i ate too while i was there this is totally random but like we went out to um we did two two meals two buffets in one day which is (laughs) way too much um but we did a buffet in germany which whole 30 approved no not (laughs) at all i'm back on whole 30 ish right now um but uh but yeah just to recoup a little bit from maybe just that one day but yeah, so we went to the German German restaurant uh, and had it was great food, really good food uh, across the board. Tried some pickled things, which weren't very good, but um, but overall really good. And then uh, we went to this other restaurant in Animal Kingdom, and I'm I'm blanking on what it was called. I want to call it Tuskers, um, but I could be wrong. But anyway, we went there, got a buffet, and they had this. They called it something else, but it was grits, and. I don't know if I've never had or haven't had grits in a long time or never had it in this way, but it I could just eat bowls of it. It was so good. Hmm. Um, and that's not a traditional theme park food, but yeah. it was in Animal Kingdom and I and it was at a buffet and I just I was in love with it. I could probably got I went up and got like three or four servings of it. So mine would be a chocolate covered banana was my thing as a oh, kid. Okay. They were yeah. frozen chocolate covered bananas and yeah. those things were so good. And yeah. like I think when you know the couple times that we went down to Disneyland, I got so many of those things. Yeah. It just like was the daily thing. Oh, I needed yeah. to have one or two. Yeah, so. I I got a uh, chocolate covered M M&M and M covered in a Mickey shape uh, Rice Krispie treat, oh, and that was pretty boy. good. But it was like a lot, and I had to eat it really fast because it was immediately melting. Yeah. Um, but that was that was pretty good. I'm a, I have a I'm a sucker for sweet tooth. So yeah. Uh, for sweets so do you have uh do you have an international location that you would like to visit most brian so i've i've been to hong kong oh okay and actually uh people that i was with went to hong kong disney okay i just decided not to because again i cannot 
for the life of Wait, me spend so you went to hong kong yeah and you didn't go in the park or you did i did not people i went with went and you passed up on that yeah like i, I cannot pay that much but here's uh, you're halfway across the world brian yeah but there's so much the other stuff time, time to, sh- you, yes, there's so much other I stuff that i can experience I don't disagree that why do i need to experience disney oh, in hong kong man brian you i mean i'm not the biggest disney fan but there's a curiosity in me that wants to see how they do it right like no no uh, but but if i was to list one i'd probably say tokyo just from okay. the te- technological aspect of it yeah um i i think that would be pretty interesting yeah to see. uh actually the same for me so tokyo would be top of my list and it seems like the numbers kind of support that too with a lot of people wanting to go to tokyo right behind um disneyland and magic kingdom but yeah so i i think tokyo is cool i've heard mixed reports about Paris um, one of the parks being better than the other and uh, Shanghai and Hong Kong um, actually Hong Kong is actually one of the lower ones interesting enough yeah I think um, I think it's pretty small yeah I mean they still get 6.7 million uh, visitors a year but um, they're the second lowest with the lowest being uh, Paris's um, studios so interesting um, well Brian is it that time yeah. Let's let's do some delusional thinking. Life's full of tough choices, isn't it? <laughs> okay, Brian. So, as per usual, you have to choose one of these options. So, you have to, once a month, dress yeah. up as a Disney character. Okay? Yep. Go through my normal daily life as whatever yep. Disney character. Yep. You have to do whatever you're normally going to do, I guess, that day to do this. Or you do one day a month spent in It's a Small World Disney ride. So The entire day. The entire day. Like from when I wake up to when I go to bed? or You wake up, you drive to work, which is It's a Small World, and you're there. You're there the whole day. Okay. However you handle that is up to you okay. um, but you have to be there and on a seat on the ride the whole day okay wow I, I think I'm going to be a glutton for punishment just from the fact that I don't know that I could dress up as a a Disney character for one day oh, could I I've always wanted to be a mascot yeah, there you go there's a, there's a free pass yeah I'm going to change my mind I'm okay. I'm gonna dress up as a Disney character one, okay. once once a month, and just hope that I don't have to go to work that way. But mm. well, I guess we we didn't establish which yeah, day it a, is. Yeah. Let's say, let's say it's a random day for both of these. Like a random day, you wake up and you get that notification that says. So basically, basically, if you if you go to it's a small world, you're calling in sick from work. Yep, you have to call in sick. If I, you... I could call in sick with the disney character i think it would be pretty interesting to to do that at work if you told them like hey so here's the deal once a month on a random day i'm gonna have to be dressed up as you know (laughs) mickey or goofy and and that's just how i have to go to work you guys okay with that oh cool okay yeah we'll we'll make some money off of this We'll, we'll make some appearances yeah, I mean, I guess. So you're you're still on board with this, I, I, as, even if it's random. Yeah, I'm dressing up. Okay, I'm dressing up. Okay, so so my my thoughts are, um, especially now that it's random, the dressing up thing can cause some real challenges. If you're trying to get like get a job and you have to tell that to your employer, like, hey, it's random. I can't control it, but hear me out. I'm going to have to be in a costume once. No. I, I just I, I feel like that would be that would be a challenge for you to be hired at that point. I will say that there is a potential benefit, though now being random, the benefit's kind of gone. Is I was going to say, like you can become kind of a uh, celebrity of sort, or maybe not celebrity, but you could at least make money off of it, right? Like if you if you were able to plan it, you'd be like, all right, every Saturday, yeah, I'm, or every once a month, I'm I'm making appearances for Disney. <laughs> Because I'm going to kids' birthday parties and whatnot. Yeah. But now, randomly, you can't really plan that out. You just are operating as a normal day 
You're gonna have to eat stuff. You're gonna have to do yeah, all that. Yeah, but I that. could call in sick for that too. Yeah. yeah, yeah, that's true. That's true. Now, my my thought, um, and I put this in there because it's a small world is easily rated one of the worst, most annoying rides uh, out there for Disney. And some people love it. I feel like you're in a minority. Um, lots of kids love it. They're probably in the majority. But I would not want to go on that ride. I think I'm trying to remember the last time I was on that ride. It might have been a couple years ago, just cause, just cause I'm like, well, it's a traditional thing. But, but it to spend like, can you imagine that that whole thing for a whole day? That song, I mean, for a whole day. But maybe you could wear headphones. Yeah, yeah. But I feel like that's. I mean, there's good noise canceling headphones, but. I feel like it's going to bleed in <laughs> and it's going to be like, and, and there's, there is a re- residual. I feel like you, you're probably the next couple days, you're probably going to have the song stuck in your head. It's not going to go away. It's probably in your head right now because we're talking about it. So I, I think that's a challenge, but I will so say that. Should I play this in the background? Uh, no, <laughs> please don't. <laughs> uh, but I will say that I think you can still, like I could say that I'm working from home that day and actually like put the headphones on and try my best. I can bring my laptop in and I'm sitting down. It's a like and Wait, able so to, which way are you going? I'm gonna go it's a small world. Wow. <laughs> I don't know if I'm very confident in that. No, you're not, because I couldn't tell which way you were going until about I, you you said it out loud. Yeah. Well, yeah, I was going to go with the other option until it became randomized, and now the randomization of it is just like, I love a good story, but that's a hard one to just be like, here I am, guys. Like, I'm here for work, or I'm here to go out to the game, and we're going to do this, or whatever it is. So I, I feel like I can still operate slightly the uh, in my life, um, though I would learn to despise. I'll probably crack. I'll probably crack at one point. Yeah, and I think you will. I, th- I will. I, I, I think there is no doubt that you will crack. Yeah. And you may become like some psycho killer. Yeah. And that could be. Yeah. That, uh, very well could be. That's a long time to stay on one ride. Um, yeah. Because, man, that is – that is. A, <laughs> I, I don't know that I could do that once. I could do it once on a – if mm-hmm. I got paid enough. One day? I could do one day. For the right amount of money. Or something, I don't know. I nice. like I like a good dare. I feel like I could. I don't know how I would. I wouldn't be able to do it. I yeah. honestly wouldn't be able to do it. But, but yeah. I could have I mean, a mascot, all day. You could do it. You could try that out. Yeah, that'd yeah. be fun. Why not? All right. Well, that was fun. Yeah, that was good. We. I don't know what we're at time wise, Brian, but uh, there's a lot on Disney and Disney World. We're just talking Disney parks today like we didn't even touch on disney at all and i think we'll have to revisit at some point and maybe do something very specific to disney well i mean maybe yeah i don't know maybe a disney princess episode i don't know i don't know i'm just throwing like a guest episode (laughs) all written all over maybe maybe well uh thank thank you as always for tuning in uh it's always a treat always a pleasure uh, Brian listed off you can uh, where where to follow us, but on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, we're there. Uh, we're on Apple, Google Podcasts, Spotify, um, and uh, as always, please please give us your recommendations. I got a, I actually got a handful. Oh, good, uh, good, from, good. We need from, some from yeah. people who are listening or just started listening. Yeah, uh, which is really exciting. So, which, uh, by the way, I forgot to mention that we have listeners in Uzbekistan and Kazakhstan. What? <laughs> we have well. <laughs> Three downloads in each each country. Wonderful. Well, if you're listening five, to this so. from either of those places, I don't know if you can understand me because I don't know what language is spoken there. But welcome. I'm I'm happy that you you trekked along with us on this this quest. Yeah, I don't know anybody there, but neither do I. Yeah. So anyway, well, uh, thanks again. Yeah. Thanks for joining us on the quest for 100. <laughs>